Hello, everyone. Welcome to the American Citizens Podcast. My name is John, and I'm joined today with Josh. Josh, how's it going, buddy? It's going pretty well, man. It is going pretty well. I am excited to be uh, doing this podcast with you. Um, I, I, I believe this is your first time hosting. Nope, I hosted the last preview pod for Brighton, I believe. You know, I just will never get it right when it comes to you. <laughs> it's all right. I still have the intern tag on me, so it's okay. Yeah, it's you. Do you? How long have you watched? Did you used to watch, uh, or or maybe even still do watch uh, Around the Horn? Yes, I watch it okay. when I. Did you used to watch PTI or still do? Yes. Okay. Do you did you watch PTI long enough to remember when reality was just called Stat Boy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're Stat Boy. That's fine. I got to earn the name. <laughs> yes. Yep. So we're we're I know that we're coming at this at a late hour, Josh. Uh the Everton game is on Monday. We are recording on Sunday evening. But let's give the people what they want. Let's get this American Citizens podcast out there and let's talk some city, man. Yep, let's do it, man. All right. So as we all know, City played last Saturday against the upcoming Brighton. Uh, newly promoted to the Premier League team, and City walked away with a 2-0 victory. Um, what was just your overall feeling, I guess, just watching the game and then afterwards, Josh? It was a joy. I mean, I I think there were wasted opportunities. Again, um, City could have easily had a, a greater scoreline, but I also want to credit Brighton for really try. I mean, they they frustrated City in terms of 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 trying to break them down. They they were very compact. They generally kept their lines. Um, all the things you want to do when you are the uh, the underdog, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and and it, it, it took City a minute to 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 break them down, and when they finally did, it it still you know the the goals came, but not at the pace you would have originally thought headed into a game like that. Yeah, I think it was clear from the onset that Brighton was going to do what a lot of teams did to City last year, and just put. 10 guys all around the 18-yard box and make City work as hard as they could to put the ball in the net. And to their credit, you know, for a large part of that game, it worked. Yeah, it uh, it really did. And it, and it frustrated them. You know, um, Aguero eventually got his... Uh, the man of the match was was Kyle Walker, and for good reason. Like he, he, every penny that City spent on Kyle Walker and likely Benjamin Mendy will be damn well worth it. City just did a remarkable job when it came to possession. As a result, uh, they 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 got the score, but you wouldn't you would have thought that headed into that game, City would have poured it on Brighton Hove Albion. You know, yeah, I think uh, in our preview pod, both of us were pretty optimistic on the score line. I think I said three zero, and you had said four uh, or five, and. Yeah. I, I think I said four. I don't think I was. I don't think I was so bad that I said five, but I could <laughs> be wrong. Well, either way, both of us were off, and I and I think it it's a credit to Brighton and just their 
mentality and keeping their formation against cities uh three five three two it was a strange kind of up front there yeah yeah it, uh it, it was it was interesting to i think three five three two would be 12 men right yeah that's a little bit off <laughs> yeah, i was like but I, but your point is made. That's that's generally how it's supposed to feel as a formation. It's supposed to be overwhelming, right? And and Brighton, to their credit, like for City, really only scored one goal. I mean, there's a damn good reason that Dunk had an own goal. But if he was able to get under that a little bit quicker, and 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 head it in in a slightly different direction, then, you know, that game very well could have ended up 1-0 City. You know, Brighton were, if I'm the manager, the first thing I do is is I tell Dunk it could have happened to any one of us. It was was a dangerous ball. It It was a quick ball. It was it was something that you had to react to, and it just it went the wrong way. But outside of that, they held them to one nothing, you know. Uh, but for a mistake that could have happened to anybody in this room, you know, the, the, this is me mocking Brighton's uh, Brighton's manager. Uh, but uh, yeah, it could have happened to any one of us in this room. But for that mistake, gentlemen. We took the Premier League presumptive champions and made them beat us one nil. Yeah, no, I I definitely think that Brighton had every reason to hold their heads high after that game. But let me ask you this: so, as you said, City really only had one true goal score. Um, we had other other opportunities. But I think that's that's fair to say. If City was playing the same players and defense as last year, would that score have ended one zero? Maybe. Yeah. No, here, look, City had better results away than they did at home. Yeah, the images of Kyle Walker and Danilo being able to run back and snuff out the Brighton counters. That to me was just night and day from last year. Well, I think Pep would have played four at the back and 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 had Kolarov drift into a three a three man center defense, you know, three man back line. But I think he would have played four at the back and and added, you know, probably Bakari Sanya. Oh, he struggled more. He probably would have played Zabaleta for the first half. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how it would have ended because last year, was it during Jesus's bright start with, you know, like when did they play them? Because city got off to a hell of a start under Guardiola too. So yeah, I mean, it seems likely that they would have beat them last year, too. At the beginning of the season, City were were doing what City was supposed to do. And then Guardiola admittedly, and Gray has talked about this, so I'm borrowing from him here, but Guardiola admitted that he thought the team was ready for Phase B too soon. Yeah. And said that. He said, we moved from Phase A to Phase B before they were ready and it was my mistake because i thought they were ready and i should have recognized it was too soon and and that's it is what it is but had it been at the beginning of the season city were all over people's you know what oh yeah definitely i think where i'm coming from is after february of last season where we saw City struggle more, I feel, against teams like Brighton and putting 10 back, and City just weren't able to really break them down. 
Meanwhile, we were susceptible to those breakaway counters. But watching the Brighton game, I don't know about you, but honestly, I didn't think they were ever going to score. There was not one time when Brighton had the ball and I started getting the cold sweats. Yeah, I can understand that. I still think that we're talking about the start of the season, though, and that's when the city were on fire. And and so if you if you take the game and you say it's the first game of the season, just like City had the first game of the season last year, uh, then 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 you think the result would be the same. And and if you move it to City's most difficult point in the season, then yeah, you could find uh, you could find a point where it would it would have terrified you, like. But I think that is sort of cherry picking the worst possible moment that City had. That's why I said, what what moment are we talking here? Are we talking when Gabriel Jesus came onto the team and City just looked like a brand new damn product? And and but for a metatarsal fracture, we will never know what City could have accomplished last year. Yeah. You know, I, I mean there were so many things that that went into City's third place finish last year, trophyless third place campaign, that I still think they would have beaten Brighton's ass just like they did to to teams to to start the sixteen season. Yeah, and that's fair. I certainly see where you're you're coming from with that. I just hope that City continue to number one stay strong at the back and then number two put away the chances you know that was even though City did only have maybe the one true goal scored they could have and probably should have put away at least one or two others like remember City's first game away was (laughs) Pep got stoked uh, Stoke, not quite on a Tuesday, but he put it on Stoke's ass 4-1 away. Yeah. So that was at the start of the season. Now, when City were at home, it ended up 2-1 Sunderland. So, <laughs> But this was an away game. It was in a tough environment. City were playing... A, a a like Brighton Stadium is 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 for real, you know. Like that's yeah. that's that's a quality piece of 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 land that they've developed there, and Brighton fans are definitely going to be a factor for that team this season. And and when they're up, and if they you know take the lead, snatch snatch a goal uh on 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 some of these bigger teams that stadium is going to get loud and i'll say this brighton played like iceland in in the 2016 euros they stuck to their they stuck to their lines they they maintained discipline they they stuck to their responsibilities and and they didn't get undressed by a team that a lot of people think is going to win the Premier League. Like I said, they're the presumptive Premier League champions, even though Man United are out there looking like world uh, beaters right now, you know. Just, just give them the title, apparently. Just I know. Everyone stop, you know. Hey, they the- lost to Arsenal, who lost... <laughs> themselves uh it's it's you know every time arsenal get ahead they you know they they manage to shoot themselves in the foot like yeah you know let they they have this two goal comeback for you know in against leicester city and it's it's very dramatic and everybody's all excited and arsenal fans are like yeah you know lacazette's gonna change things and then they lost with was it Burnley? That, mm, I don't know who it was. It was one zero though, which is yeah, just, it was not good. But you know, we could as far as the media goes, it yeah, was Stoke. It was Stoke. We should have known that. That's right. Yeah, but you know what? The media can say whatever they want. Crown 
Man United after two games if they want, but there is a lot of football still to go. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, like there, there are plenty of opportunities for both teams to prove themselves, and you know, United haven't exactly gone up against the Premier League's elite competition. And the city haven't either, but they definitely will have played a tougher schedule once they take on Everton. Yep. I was going to say, I think the couple minutes we just spent talking about United right there, I think that's all we need to talk about them on this podcast. Fair enough. Yeah. So let's, um, final thoughts from Brighton. Who stood out to you from the city side, Josh? Um, I I won't take the low-hanging fruit that everybody, the man of the match. You know, I I feel like Vinny Company just, you know, he was playing on that right-hand side. There were times when Kyle Walker was too far in an advanced position, even with his pace, to get all the way back. And... Vin Vinny was able to get there and just shut it down. You know, I'm not saying he was or should uh transform himself into a right back, but when when they shifted and they had that four four man backfield with Danilo playing um on the left-hand side and company on the right, they they looked good throughout the entire game. Would you not agree? Oh, no, I'd, I'd agree. P- personally, to me, I thought that you could have given Man, man the Match to either um, the captain, Kuhn, or De Bruyne. Um, yeah! So it was kind of a three-way tie between them, but I think... Honestly, credit to the defense for City because, like I said earlier, every time Brighton got the ball, I just thought, nope, they're not getting through. Brighton tried the the long ball over the top, um, thinking that since we were playing three at the back, maybe they could get some of our guys isolated. And every time they tried that long ball, it just got snuffed out. Yeah, it, it, and... It was impressive to see City just go down there and and like you were saying, it when you have fullbacks that can play as fullbacks, it is so amazing what that will <laughs> the the transformation that happens is nothing short of incredible. And and it they're going to take their time with Mindy because he had recurring injuries last year. And as City have learned with these uh, nagging injuries with Vinny, the best thing to do is say, hey, you know what? You're 100%? Cool. You're going to take another two weeks off. We're going to test your fitness throughout that two weeks. And then if we decide you will play if we don't if we think there's a chance that you could re-injure the muscle after all of our testing then we're going to hold you out for a little bit longer we want to make sure that when we put you back out there you're not going to raise your hand 10 minutes in and say i need to come back off i i pulled the muscle and am totally fine with that because danilo has shown himself to be and and I think for Danilo it's it's rather awesome and and you this there's look there's not a sample size here but if this is what Danilo is going to be for City then he has found a nice redemption story in one of the tougher leagues maybe it didn't work out for him fully as as a Madrid player, but you know what? He started in the Champions League final and got himself a ring. So, yeah. Um, but you know, hey man, everybody needs a fresh start sometimes, and City needed a left back. 
like Danilo needed a fresh start. So yep. it it'll work. Oh yeah. Honestly, Danilo could be City's sneaky value signing of the entire summer. Um we'll see how the rest of the season goes, but it would not surprise me to see Danilo playing heavy minutes even when Mindy does come back. Yeah, I think Danilo will. I think Danilo will will get substantive minutes in the cup competition. City are going to be expected to compete in four competitions after finishing in third place last year with absolutely nothing to show for it. But they also knew that they were they were in the the first phase of a rebuild and this is the second phase and right now they're not fully stocked and they're going after a couple of center backs in order to uh a couple of premier league center backs as it were uh to to bolster their roster but they're also prepared to keep mangala um, should neither of these deals work out before before the transfer window closes, and I I I personally think that <laughs> the search has been very haphazard. But if if you're going to land on somebody, he may as well be a captain, right? Yep. I mean, City have tried to get. Some very high-profile center backs. We heard Benucci early on. That ended up not working. We heard... Even though Benucci moved on for, like, practically pennies on the dollar, which pissed me off, like... Uh, I think they were just... You heard the reports of him with his son and the family. He wasn't going to leave Italy. Yeah, I'm willing to give that one a pass. And then, do we really feel like paying the exorbitant uh, amount of money that... Van Dyke is trying to get. I mean, I don't know about that one. Um, no. I'll just flat put it there. No. <laughs> it no, man. Like, look how much money they've spent on the defense already. Like, can you imagine if they splashed another second, <laughs> another seventy million pound? Yeah, you know, if if City have already ruined English football by buying Mindy and Walker, then if we had splashed down that for Van Dyke, I guess the entire Premier League would have imploded? Well, I'll tell you what, man. If they spent that kind of cash on Van Dyke, it's, the papers would have imploded. City would... Anytime there was a failure or they had a game where a team put like more than two goals past them, you would see something like, you know, $300 million flop, you know, it would would be all about the money. And it's already going to be all about the money. But if you buy Van Dyke, He's going to want playing time. Who are you giving his job to? Yep. Are are you going to give it to him over Otamendi? I mean, truthfully, to be fair, at this point, no. Otamendi is playing really well right now. That and Pep really rates him. Like, I don't think... I think people underestimate how much Pep loves that grit that Otamendi brings to the defensive side of the ball. He's he's the enforcer. He'll get things done and it's it's like <laughs> it, it it it's like the 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 friendly against West Ham when when uh, Chicharito fouled him and there was the the gif of Otamendi pointing at him saying, "I'll get you." You know, like, don't worry, I'll get you. I, I'm going to get you back. And that's just who Otamendi is. You know what I'm saying? Like, And he did go and get Chicharito back. <clears throat> yeah, he did. And, and that's kind of what City need as a club. Well, let me, while we're talking about the transfers, though, do you think that City 
do still need that extra center back, though. Yes. I think that they are playing with fire, having three center backs, knowing that they want to play a 3-5-2 for the vast majority. Now, look, Pep's Pep's not going to play a 3-5-2 if the team has the, the... the skill or it would be a tactical disadvantage. You know what I'm saying? Like Pep's not going to put City in that position. What he's going to do is he may play four at the back. He may play five at the back. He may he may do all sorts of different things. He did with Bayern. He will with City. And, and, and much to the chagrin of Bayern fans, he was sort of a mad scientist with with his lineups. And... So we will see what happens. I guess there's there's no way to know if any of these deals are going to go through for City. It's I think that some of I think that that they are aiming low enough and have enough cash surplus that they can in induce one of these teams into parting with one of their centerpieces. I they, agree. And they just have that money. And at the end of the day, getting somebody like Evans, even if City do have to pay a pretty penny for it, if he turns out to be the difference in case of injury, suspension, or whatnot, between trying to play Mangala as a third center back or as a left back like we saw in the preseason, give me Evans seven days out of the week and I will be happy. Yeah. I I feel the same way. Yep. It, it, it it's 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 not just that Evans is a quality player. It's that he's a quality player and a leader. Yeah. And if you're going to have somebody go down, you want to have somebody that knows how to step up. Yep. And a leader knows how to step up. And I think that's why City need to be more aggressive in their pursuit of Evans. I think that's a deal that they need to get done. I agree. Get it done. Get Evans on the team. It gives us a quality depth at center back. And I think he actually fits the system that Pep would want to play as well. Yeah, I think he, I think he does as well. You know, everybody these days has the potential to be a ball playing center back, which is, it's sort of, it's sort of the in crowd, right? Like, all the cool kids are adept with their feet along the back line. It it just, it gives you more options. Um, if you're a manager as a player, it gives you the, it gives you the chance to find more minutes on the field. Um, if, if, if your co that see, one of the latent functions of being a ball playing center back is confidence with the ball at your feet. And a lot of defenders are very, very hesitant to have the ball at their feet for any prolonged period of time. They would sooner get the ball, kick it out, just pass it on to somebody else and and let them take care of business. They're just not, I mean, they, they know how to, you know, to put it in basketball terms, it's not like they can only go to their right hand side. Like they, any quality or starting center back is, is going to be able to play with their left and, and their, or their right. But I'll tell you what, man, I've seen some of the quality for guys who who are playing with their weaker foot, and it is slim pickings if you truly want somebody who can deliver and do so in a fashion that 
that befits a team's needs on either side of the ball or either side of the pitch rather. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and turn to the Everton game now. Okay. Uh, coming up, as I said, we're recording this on Sunday. Everton's playing. Uh, game is on Monday. I believe it's 2.30 or 3 o'clock kickoff time on the East Coast. So basically right in the middle of everyone's workday. But 12 o'clock here listed. Yep, 3, 3 p.m. On, on the East Coast. Um, for those of us that are going to, you know, have a work excuse or just going to watch it on our phones at the cubicle, what do you think City should be expecting from Everton in this game? Ronald Koeman is going to be looking to replicate the experience he had the last, one of the last times he and Pet met. When, when Everton were able to bang four past City, like, th- it was nothing. Um, that was a dark day. It was. You know what, though? Ronald Koeman teams have that ability. And I think Wayne Rooney, he isn't the Wayne Rooney of, of yore, but he is still an extremely quality player and in a system that isn't as demanding of him, he really does well, and he's a pretty dangerous option to have up front. I think Everton will be looking to beat City once, or again, they know they've done it once, so why not? I definitely think that Everton are going to come out and try to run with City for at least parts of the game like I don't see Everton sitting back putting 11 guys behind the ball and hoping to get one lucky break I think they are going to allow City to keep possession and they will be looking to counterattack. but I think Everton are also going to try to not let City have 70% possession like we saw against Brighton yeah I mean Everton have you know, Klassen is is a bright young star for the Dutch, and there's a reason that Ronald Koeman wanted him. Then it comes down to whether or not Ramirez or Sigurdsson, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do there, but it's going to be an aggressive Everton team. And let's not forget that they went out and got themselves Pickford too, who is very much a a a bright young English player. Leighton Baines is basically a lock. That's like asking if Brett Favre was going to start. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, they got Morgan Schneiderlin there and Davies. I look at Everton, I don't think that they're incredibly amazing defensively, but you know what? They they have the ability, if City are not on top of their game defensively, they have the ability to stretch the pitch. They do. They They will be able to create chances. But I don't think Everton are as good at the back. I think they're a little bit uh, on the older side. And I think that, honestly, this is a game that screams out for a guy like Bernardo Silva, who's a little bit quicker, a little bit more flashy. Um, I'm not saying that that's the direction they'll go, but I think having as much speed on the field as you can against a team like this will yield nothing but positive results. Agree completely. And speaking of speed, he trained with the team before the friendly against Girona. Do you think that Mindy is going to be on the bench for City, or do you think Pep might actually play him? 
I don't think Pep's going to play him, and I really say that hoping Pep has learned his lesson from years gone by, but I I don't say that with any great confidence. (laughs) They didn't go and and play the world's longest waiting game with Monaco to, to have this guy sit. He wants to get out there. He changes everything for City. Everything. It will be stunning what City's defense will look like with Mendy and Walker at full speed. I mean, it will it will be breathtaking. I just, I say Danilo one more week, I do. I think I would be on the cautious side when it comes to Mendy. He did have some injuries last season. Some you're being generous. Uh, yes. Um, I think it might be a situation where Pep would have to say to him, look, you may think you're ready. Yeah. You're going to take it slow. Sit down for this week. City will be fine. Danilo has filled in extremely well at left back. Now, that's what I would like to Pep wants to give him 15 or 20 minutes at the end ahead of Bournemouth. I don't have any great issue with that. Yeah. I'm with you. I I think Danilo needs to start. I think Mendy needs to be handled like an egg. City just didn't spend that money for him to aggravate an injury, be out for a month, month and a half. Like, that just is... And, and and I think it's important to note that, you know, we're not saying, oh, treat him like this for the entire season. We're saying right. this given that this is the second Premier League game. I mean, we don't have the Champions League right now. We don't have the FA Cup going on. There's really no reason right now at all to try to rush it. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> all of these things will be upon City when you know much later in the year like we have plenty of time for for managers to get players in who are injured they can get them integrated into the team ahead of you know things like you said the FA Cup and Champions League and so on and so forth there's still more time rushing guys back from injury doesn't do anybody any any good and especially not somebody that city have painted as integral to what they want to do they signed him to a 6 year deal they're serious about benjamin mendy and and they've invested a lot into him and you know what he's ready to give that back and then some he truly is you can see it you can yep. see it that he can't wait to get out there and give manchester city fans a just a little bit of his brilliance and and just say, hey, I'm as fun on the field as I am on Twitter. Best Twitter handle in the English Premier League, bar none. Love Mindy, everything he does. And here's the thing. Personally, I would rather see him be at 100% come March and April than to see him at 80 90% early on. Right. It's 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 just not worth it. There's so many different things that can go awry and you don't want to have that happen because you want to pick up points against Everton. Danilo can do a job. You know, he didn't get to to Real Madrid by accident. Like he he has the ability to be a good defender. He may not ever be a 1v1 wizard, but he doesn't need to be if he can find a way to hold up play, hold up his guy, and and keep these attacks from picking up steam at the front. Yep. And honestly, if City's attack, if the front three, four, however many players Pep throws out there, if City can get what they need out of the attack, to be frank, Danilo shouldn't have all that much to do, and we should be able to pick up points. Yeah, it, 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 
there's no reason that City shouldn't be able to pick up points against Everton. It's one of those... I, I think Everton have invested well, but I think that they were fortunate more last year. They definitely uh, uh, looked impressive in their victory, I will say that. And and City really was only able to to get one goal against them as opposed to Everton's five, so... This is going to be one of those matchups that's interesting to watch. It's sort of a a key a watch this space here for good reason. There's a lot of potential, you would think, but at the same time, City struggled. And see, this is where the temptation to play Benjamin Mendy may come in with Pep Guardiola. He's has been known to rush guys back from injury. He may be tempted to bring somebody in that can create and facilitate and provide that extra little extra something. Yeah. And it that's why it wouldn't shock me if we saw Benjamin Mendy. I think Danilo is is a guy that that can do a damn job. He has speed. He has all the ability in the world. It's just Benjamin Mendy is a guy that is 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 world class potential, and if he can stay healthy, provides Manchester City with so many different options. It's absurd. It's like walking into a car dealership and then saying, guess what? Upgrades are free today. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to see anybody who would rate as a player Danilo ahead of Mindy if both are healthy, and that's the biggest question mark. Let's go ahead, Josh, and turn to... We got some questions from Twitter here that dealt with Everton. Going with the first one from Mr. Aguia at Mr. underscore Aguia asks, what formation and lineup will we see? Same as last week. I'll go ahead and let you field this one first, man. (laughs) We're always awful with lineup predictions, but I think you're going to see a 3-5-2. I wouldn't be surprised if there was more speed in this lineup. Maybe David Silva gets the day off. Bernardo Silva gets the day on. They play with wings. Either Bernardo Silva and and Leroy Sané or Bernardo Silva and uh, Raheem Sterling, I think, up top. And I think that, that they'll go with Jesus as the lone striker i don't think city will use to hmm. i'm gonna disagree with you on there i think we are going to say see the exact same lineup that city used last week and i think city will play aguero and jesus together again i think pep just loves it um i think he wants it to work and i think he's gonna give it every opportunity to do it yeah, that's right. Uh, Pep's alley, even if it comes at the detriment of the team, he loves blooding in people. It, it's fine either way, you know. I no big issue with how it's done. What I think is important for City is that they that they're able to be direct as well as stretch the field, and I think that's where Kevin De Bruyne comes into play. Like he was so integral. I mean, there are so many different opportunities that Kevin De Bruyne created that that were just there were just follies up front. Like, what you decided to do? What with the ball? I mean, Kevin De Bruyne just didn't he look outstanding? Oh, he did. I, from from that central mid position, he was pulling strings all over the place. Yeah, I, I I truly think that Pep's going to have Kevin De Bruyne playing at a level that puts him up there 
with some of the best attacking midfielders in the world. And yeah. I think, I, I truly think that De Bruyne <clears throat> has thrived. I mean, he was good last year uh, um, as well. He, uh, he, he showed potential against or with uh, Manuel Pellegrini, but I think this is a dude that, that I mean, City are going to lock him up for the good long term. I, I oh, truly believe absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, City, City would be so remiss to not pay Kevin whatever he wants. I'm honestly kind of shocked that I haven't heard about City being in discussion with Kevin De Bruyne's agents for a contract extension, though I will say that I, I it's been confirmed by multiple um, verified outlets that Aguero has signed an extension of some kind with Manchester City, placing him at the club, I think, until 2020 or 2021. Something like that. I think 2020 is what I read. <clears throat> yeah, they did that in in the fog of night, you know. And so I think that's exactly what will happen with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, short of him agitating for a move, and I can't see why he would given the number of minutes he receives. Short of him agitating for a move, he's basically set. Yeah. All right, let's get to the second question here. This one was from Carl Sanders at C. Sanders Jr. He asks for Fernandinho, Torre, or Gundogan as holding midfield. What do you think? Let's let's see let's let's narrow that question down to just against Everton. We'll get to future. Hold on a second. How come you don't have to answer the previous All right. question? I'll answer it. Okay. Again, just for Everton for future games. You know, that's an entirely different question for Everton right here, right now. I say Fernandinho, and that's probably not going to be super popular. Um, considering that he didn't have the greatest of games against Brighton, but I think with the pace that Fernandinho has, I think that's why I would say him. Yaya, I love Yaya, but at this point, really bring him on in the 75th minute if we need it. Let him do Yaya things and... (sighs) go from there and then as far as Gundogan I just don't think he's still 100% healthy I I still think he's got some lagging rust and so against Everton against that style of play I go Fernandinho all right that's fair but what about the question before that Oh, what what formation and lineup will yeah, we see? Yeah, yeah. Uh, How come I got roped into answering that? Uh, I thought we were just going to trade it off. Well, I, I kind of alluded to it. I think we are going to see the pretty much the exact same lineup as we did last last week against Brighton. Uh, I think we are going to see the three five three. I think it is going to be Danilo and Walker on the sides. Uh, company Stones Otamendi at the three. I will put Jesus and Aguero on the field at the same time. And I think it will stay Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva. Let's see. I think I'm still needing one more player. I think he'll put mm, Fernandinho. Yep, that's where I'm missing. I was missing the, the, the holding midfield. I think it'll be Fernandinho. Okay. I think Gundogan. You think he's healthy? I don't think Pep would have played him if he wasn't. But 100% though, I mean, it it was a friendly. Girona didn't seem to think so. (laughs) Yeah. We we, we won't spend spend time on that one because the overreactions were just, but uh, that's a fair point. I mean, if 
you know, Pep thought he was healthy for Girona, then yeah, I can see that, you know, Pep would think he's I healthy. I just think he's the most diverse, like, like, like we've talked about with speed being an element. I know that Fernandinho gives you that pace, but he's also an older guy. And Gundogan's a bit younger. He's he's got a bit more stamina. Playing well, I mean, the German system is is hello. It's yeah, it's basically modeled after what Pep does. But I mean, it they, that's they didn't. There's a lot more to it than that, and I don't want to reduce Germany to oh, Pep gave them all their good ideas. The Germans are just disgustingly rich with talent but they're they're also diverse their guys have the ability to do a little bit of everything i think having gindoan gives you a holding midfielder that's actually a, a goal scorer fernandinho can score goals but i would not call him a goal scorer yeah. Not a, <clears throat> not the way Gundogan can, and I think Gundogan's a bit more creative. Yeah, that um, I definitely. Yeah, he he is more creative to me. Yaya is the most creative, but if you want all the other things, Yaya can't give you that. So you have to go with the guy that's creative as well, and I think that's where Gundogan fits in. Yeah. Well. That's certainly fair. I mean, we'll see. You know, as far as we know, Pep might play like Sané at holding midfield. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Some sometimes. Um, let's get to the third and final question. This one from Tom McKnight Jr. at Man City three five two one three asks a two-parter. First part is what to do with Jason D. I'm assuming he means Jason Denayer. I'll answer this one. I have no clue. That means City. I know he wanted to go to Lyon. City said no. I I don't know what's going on with him at this point. I mean, tw- he's only twenty two. Can he break into the team? I'm not. No, sure. I I think that's why City have been loaning him out. <clears throat> he he frankly just doesn't he he was a hot prospect and they inked him to that deal. And I think they thought that with the loan following that, that he would be, be, be quicker to break into the first team. You know what I mean? Like that would, it, it would fast track him and it, it, he didn't show enough. And granted, he was disgruntled because he thought that he was going to be worked into City's first team, so he didn't want to go back out on loan again. But still, again, he hasn't shown the promise. And I think at this point, um, you just sell him. Just a straight-up sell. No loan? No. No. Why? Why? Why are you loaning him out? Jason Denayer is not signing another contract with Manchester City unless he's guaranteed first-team football. And if Pep's out there buying defenders when he has Jason Denayer, what does that tell you? In fact, Pep would rather play Mangala. What does that tell you? Yeah, Mm, good point. Like... It's it's not that Denayer is a bad footballer. It may just be he doesn't fit in with City's system yeah. as Pep sees it. It just isn't a match. And I think rather than sending him out on another pointless loan where he's not going to become the player that City want him to be, sell him. Let him find first-team football with a club that wants him. City can get a nice sell-on fee. He's, you know, they have they have him under contract for a decent, so they can, they can hold out and get a fee closer to what they're asking for him. Um, and the fact that he plays uh, internationally with Belgium, and, and, and we'll see... Um, 
you know, during the international break, he'll probably get some minutes and, and he can parlay that into some interest then, then yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, do you think, city, do you think city should put a buyback clause? Yeah. Just straight up sell. Yeah. No, no. I wish they would have put a damn buyback clause on Aaron Mui. Yeah, that's that's going to be a sore spot. Mm. Mm. I don't care what anybody says, man. I do not care that they that that people are like, no, you got to have a world class player at every position. I truly think that Aaron Mui was a diamond in the rough. I truly do. Yeah, Mui's he's showing class. Let's um, j- before we get too far away though, McKnight. Going back to the second question, he asked, make Delph a backup left back. What do you think? Sure. I can give my answer in one word. No. I I I mean, you can make him anything you want. I think he's going to be off the team. Yeah, I I just don't see Delph as being able to play that left back position. I mean... Think about it. If we were trying to put Delph at left back, why did we sell Kolarov? Or, I mean, to be fair, Kolarov, you know, he wanted, it seems as if he asked to leave, but would you not prefer Kolarov at backup left back as opposed to Delph? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the way that City planned it. I think Kolarov threw a monkey wrench into their plans when he asked out. Yeah. Yes, I, I I definitely think he caught City a little bit on surprise. I mean, Pep had some not so nice words to say about it. Yeah, um, understandably so. He put City in a really crappy position. Yeah. Um, but you know what, though, he had every reason to ask out. City were splurging, and he knew he was being replaced. And he was like, "Look, I can go now." and get a good if i put another year on my body that's one more year that a team's not gonna want you know the older players get the less teams want to spend and alexander kolarov is a smart man he knows that i i can cash in now you know it's yeah. like that, it's like that elusive second contract for an NFL player. You're not playing for your first contract, you're playing for your second. For the second, yeah. I just think that if City were going to have someone at backup left back, they would have worked it out with Kolarov. City didn't. Kolarov moved on, making Delph at backup linebacker at backup left backup back. Backup oh, linebacker. linebacker. Wow. It's almost American football Delph, season, y'all. I'm sorry. Delph would, if Delph were turned into a linebacker, he would be destroyed. Yeah. Like, but, but I, I'm trying to, th- like, I think Darren Sproles would truck Fabian <laughs> Delph. Like. Oh, God. Probably. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, though. I think City need to sell Delph if they can. No, maybe if he sticks on the team, you play him in s- some game against, you know, who's at the bottom of the table right now? Like Newcastle? <laughs> um, I don't know. I would sell him. I think City are better off just selling Denayer, like you said, and selling Delph. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a host of guys that City should just unload, but I understand why they're holding on to to some of these some of these players. Yeah. It 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 makes sense. But I I I don't think that Fabian Delph is a back of any sort, whether it be right, left, center diagonal inverted or linebacker i i delph is just not that he's not that player he uh no i i what i don't understand like we can move on from it on this aaron mui should have been kept over fabian delph yeah that that's definitely i think as as their careers continue to pan out that's going to be proven a hundredfold. Yeah. 
City are probably going to regret that one. Um, well, no, it made sense. Yeah. It made sense. They, they got him for $8 million, you know, and they needed to fulfill their English quota. And honestly, he started bright, and then he got injured. He just... He he would have seen a lot of game time under Manuel Pellegrini, but he got injured and then he got injured again. And Pellegrini, you know, was like, "Oh damn, I can't trust this guy for shit," you know, like. <laughs> and then he just yeah, and then he, I mean, fell off the depth chart entirely. Yeah, um, well, like and, and injuries will do that to you. Yeah. you know? But even when healthy, I mean, he wasn't even making the bench. He's just nope. nowhere. All right, Josh, let's go ahead. We've been going at it for a little bit over an hour now, man. Uh, let's wrap it up real quick. Let me get a prediction from you for Everton. What do you, do you see the score being for City against that team tomorrow? I think City win with three goals to one. I think Everton have the ability to put one past. Um, Ederson is a glorious, glorious keeper and an amazing offensive weapon. But he is a wild stallion and just will do some interesting things. Yeah, Ederson will be Ederson, but you know what? I wouldn't change it for the world. No, I would not. I, I would not either. But I think there'll be a goal in there for uh, for Everton because they're talented enough, because Wayne Rooney's crafty enough, and because Ederson is enough of a gambler, and Wayne Rooney is tactically smart enough to make a gambler pay. I'm gonna go with two O for City. Um, I'll be a little bit more optimistic. I say 2-0 for City. And... I said 3-1. How is that not optimistic? Oh, you're giving yeah. everything a goal. I'll be more optimistic about it's, the defense. It's, <laughs> it's, but I'm also giving City more goals. By It's still the same scoreline. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, it would be... It would goal be differential. A, yeah. Goal differential is two. Well... I'm just saying it'll be a fun game. Everton will bang one in. Who cares? It's yeah. early enough in the season. Nobody needs to worry about keeping clean sheets. I guess well, it's good practice, yeah. though. Honestly, if the game, if I can just see Otamendi just wipe out Wayne Rooney every single time he touches the ball, it'll be a good game for me. I That's am I am sure that... Uh, City fan or city players will have some extra love for Wayne Rooney, even if he is wearing a blue kit. Like, yep, not gonna matter. You can't, you can't wash off the rag stench just from putting on a blue shirt. No, no, it's, it's on just the, it's just it's a blue the, it's just a blue rag. Well, I mean, it's either the the stench of the rag or the stench from the hair plugs. Okay, One, all right. So, question for you then: Who yeah. are your who are your scorers, and who is your man of the match? All right, I said two zero. I say KDB gets on the board with his first of the season, and Aguero puts in the second, and De Bruyne gets man of the match. All right, I also think De Bruyne gets on the board. I think that. Ooh, who am I picking? You know what? I'm having some fun. I'm just going to say Otamendi gets on the board via a set piece. I was trying to figure out which center back I was going to go with. And I think Otamendi will just like use someone as a leaping board. And I think that the third goal will be banged in um, by Aguero. Actually, I'm going to flip that. I'm going to say Jesus. There you go. I I think Jesus is hungry to atone for some of some of his misses, and I think Kevin De Bruyne will have an assist or two. And uh, like you, I think he will be the man of the match. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, if only Jesus can learn to avoid getting elbowed in the throat and right. receiving yellow card for nothing, you know, he'll be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I don't understand that yellow card. Okay, we don't need to spend more time on it. I think uh, the in-game the reactions said enough for that. Uh, but, Josh, it was a pleasure as always. Um, I guess we've covered about everything, my friend. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. All it right. has been a pleasure. Yep, we will try to get this one um, up as soon as possible, um, hopefully in time for everyone to listen to for their commutes tomorrow. Um, as always, we are the American Citizens Podcast. That's America Citizens. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm John Siegley at JD Siegley. And Josh, tell people where they can find you, buddy. You may want to spell your Twitter name if you actually want people to follow you. <laughs> yeah. All right. It is S as in Sam, E-I-G-L-I-E. Uh, very unique last name. Um, but, you know, if you, if you see me on there, I'm, just give me a follow. Shoot any questions that you have for the pod. I am. You can follow me on Twitter at FightOnTwist. Um, I have a glorious blue check mark next to my name, so it makes it easy to find me. Um, from being a reporter that covers Marvel, that uh, also covers the USC Trojans, which that is upon us, and I am getting ready to drop my preview against Western Michigan. Um, so if you care about college football at all or USC, be sure to check that out because that puts money in my pocket. Yep. Um, and other than that, uh, like he said, follow us on Twitter at America Citizens. That's Citizens with a Y. Um, and America because Twitter character links only allowed for America citizens. So, uh, yeah, give us a follow. Oh, and we would also like to thank our sponsor at Blog Talk Radio for being absolutely awesome. So, yep. thank you to them. Alright, well, everyone, have a good one, and hopefully we will be back next week after another city win. Josh, have a good one, buddy. Yes, sir.